she's Time for the opening drive. Voted the best sports show in New Mexico. For five years running. It's the OD in the AM with Jeff Symbietta and JJ Buck. It's Wednesday. Yeah, it is. You know what that means. What, bad hump day jokes from your coworkers? Now that you're back in the office with your coworkers, uh-huh. you, spend, you spend a year and a half away from people in person, and you, you realize how much you miss whatever the dad version of workplace jokes are. <laughs> working hard or hardly working, Steve, am I right? Am I right, guy? <laughs> if you had a million dollars, what would you do? <laughs> I am not the voice of Jeff Simbietta. You are not the voice of J.J. Buck. Both our boys are on assignment today. Jeff and JJ. Get out here. You're not my dad. That's the worst when your stepdad takes control. <laughs> you're getting that like a real heated one with your stepdad and you're like, you don't even know my middle name. And he's like in that moment, he's like, you're actually correct. I don't. I, I don't know your middle name. You're, you were born before I got here. I didn't, I didn't choose that. Well, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Me and my dad have the same middle name. There you go. So he'd get that one. Yeah, but not your stepdad. Well, I think my stepdad would probably be like the milkman or the Schwann's man. If the milkman has the same middle name as you, then your mom has a type. I I am Fred Slow. Alongside me is my very best friend in this current moment in this current room, Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. How are you? Good morning, my dude. Coming in hot, feeling good. Got a nice hot cup of New Mexico Pinon coffee. There you go. I got my athletic sweatpants on. Okay. Not my comfy sweatpants. You're a guy who has a favorite pair of sweatpants. I have two, actually. You're that type of guy. Yeah. I got my athletic ones on today, I though. Got, I got a pair of black. I got a pair of charcoal. I got a pair of light gray. Oh, the light grays hit. Yeah, they hit. Ladies love them, I've heard. Ladies love light gray. That was an LL Cool J song from 1992. Chart Copper. LLLG. Wore with a it was ladies a, love light gray. Yeah, wore with a yellow Kingle bucket hat, and he would he would wear that well regularly to public appearances. I'm a big yellow bucket hat guy. I don't know about you. No, same. I'm there's a lot of things I'm a fan of, and number one is that. And the list gets real short after that, so actually it's it's a very exclusive one item list. You're saying to yourself, listener, we know the voices, but who are the boys? We actually host Saturday mornings here on the Sports Animal, 95.9 FM and AM 610 on ABQ Central. You can catch us every Saturday at 8 a.m. We hang out till 11 a.m. Then we give you, I don't know, updates on the day, whatever's going on. News of the week, Pulse of the City, current events. Well, sports. Well, sometimes. We're sports adjacent. We talk a lot of sports. Yeah. We need your help this morning, listener, as we are here with you. We want to know you're here with us. Connect with us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline. It's not the Graphic Connections hotline like it is on the weekend. You said that out loud, and I got chills. Yeah. It felt weird. The Quan's Auto Care hotline is how you connect with your boys today, 505-246-0610. In the NMDOT text line, text your boys, 505-246-0610. We're giving away some ticks. We're always giving away ticks. We're going to put you in giveaways. We're going to put you in drawings if you become a friend of the show and connect with us on the text line. We'll give you all those codes and updates on what to do throughout the program. 
It's not going to be completely Jeff-free today, Bob told me. Bob, on the ones and twos this morning. Morning, Bob. Morning, Bob. Phone's already ringing. He don't have time to say hello. We will have... Good morning. There we are. There he is. He says, morning, boys. Jeff will be joining us pre-recorded. An interview with UNLV head coach Mark Arroyo. We're going to play that at 9 a.m. We're going to put that on at 9 a.m. Excellent choice. Yeah. So if you're in the car, you're, you're doing your morning commute, and you think... Well, forget these boys. You come back at 9, and it'll actually be an interview with Jeff and Mark Arroyo. So we're going to play that. You come back at 9, you'll hear the soothing sounds of Jeff Symbietta. Love that. If I could set a new series vo- Siri voice, that's what I would set. Jeff Symbietta? Yeah. I'd probably have a toggle in between Samuel L. Jackson and Morgan Freeman, depending on my mood. I saw we had a caller. I either, I either lost them or they gave up. And if it was caller Danny, then I apologize. It, well, it was Dan, and he's on the road, so he might have hit a <sighs> cell phone dead spot. Classic Danny mess around. Ooh. First thing in the morning. Glad you said cell phone dead spot. Thought you were going to say cat or something. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. Don't, hit, gonna... a, don't hit a cat, Dan. <laughs> Please. We're going to change it up today. We're going to talk a little bit of sports on the program. Definitely want to cover the Dodgers and the Astros last night. I, I put some time into that one. Uh, I watched every pitch. Every single was, pitch? It was captivating. Who has time for that in today's modern world? Well, I was doing a lot of other stuff, but I definitely had the volume up turned very loud so I could hear all the boos and the chants and watch people run on the field and throw trash cans on the field. It was a lot of fun. Phone lines are lighting up. Danny has rejoined us. Bob, you want me to bring him in, or are you going to do that on your side? All right. Danny, you're on the program. Good morning, friend. What are you maniacs doing on the show this morning? Uh, Thank you for slumming with us on a Wednesday. Well, you know, I, I freaked out. I heard your voice, and I said, I'm blown away. This is a Saturday morning, but this is my Saturday routine, you know? This is what we in the industry call an overdose, Dan. You're getting a little overdose today. It's excellent to hear your voices. You know I'm a big fan. So you guys go get them today, huh? Love that. Keep us up. Keep us updated, and um, keep it under control, would you please? It's a little <laughs> bit different audience. Um, and during the week, you know, guys, keep it light. <laughs> I told myself I was going to turn it down like ten percent. Take a little twenty percent off the top there, guy. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. Danny. Well, either that or let's push it up a notch and really freak everybody out, huh? <laughs> Danny, thank you for taking time. I love you guys. Good to hear your voices. Oh, good friend. Good hey. friend of the show. Good friend of the program. Right back at you, Danny. Thanks for the call. Winter Brothers, later. I like that energy first thing. That's way better than coffee. What gets you out of bed in the morning, right? For Danny, apparently it's us. So I like that. Sweet. Unbeknownst unbeknownst Benounced? Benounced? Look, it's america you do what you want scone Fred. scone say it how you want yeah <laughs> i think a sconce is like a a light bulb like in your kitchen or something like it's up against the wall when it faces upwards i believe it's a sconce right when it faces downwards it may still also be a sconce i wouldn't be able to say with a lot of certainty on that one 505-246-0610 kwan's auto care hotline today Tell us what you think about sconces. 
the home remodel. You just saw the Cubs remodel their entire franchise. Might as well just let's just spread it out. Yeah, yeah. There was and an- you get a Cub, and you get a Cub, and you get a Cub. There's nothing better than like the double finger points like sink whenever you're like giving things away to people. You ever been like a you ever been at a pep rally? You ever been like a tailgate? Often. Yeah. And someone shows up with like a ample supply, but not quite enough for everyone, free t shirt. Mm. And then there's like they they selected me with that point. I get a I get a cub. And my, my friend Van, he also gets one cub. They gave me the wrong cub. How many are there? What are the options? <laughs> we're gonna talk Dodgers, Astros for sure. Uh, we're gonna talk a lot of we're gonna talk a lot of basketball this morning. Uh, the basketball tournament ended yesterday. I don't know if you did you watch any of that after the enchantment went out. Sprinkles, sprinkles. I, I watched the enchantment game, of course, repping our dudes, but uh, not a lot after that. The it's kind of an interesting time for sports because obviously I don't know if it was in your neighborhood, but in my neighborhood we had uh, COVID nineteen. Are you familiar with that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, we got a new one now. There is a new one. Yeah, yeah. Poor Delta Airlines catching a bad rap. <laughs> you thought you had it bad, Corona. I would like. I'm just gonna say it out loud. I got a personal life outside of radio. Cool. Okay. That's probably news to a lot of people. Sure. A lot of yeah. <laughs> just because you just met Bob doesn't mean you have to lie to him and impress him that you have a real life. Bob, here's the thing. I exist outside of the three to now six hours I spend on a radio a week <laughs> here in this top 40 media market that is Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, I have a life, too. <laughs> and in that life, Bob, I have I have like a significant other. And in that life, uh, she works in like the medical profession. She works in the medical field. And she's like, we are there's a lot of COVID right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my. I'm like, I hadn't known. Like, is that in the news? Are you telling me? It will be soon. It's in a lot of local news. It's in yes, it Your should be. Your hometown is getting hit hard right now. Bob, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and if you're not familiar, um where I come from, we don't we don't necessarily heed law. We ain't about that law life. So we don't follow. We don't follow rules, we don't follow direction. One minor problem with that. Yes. I have the button that can shut off your microphone. Yes. <laughs> But you won't have to in vaccine talk because I'm one of your boys, Team Moderna. Van, Team Moderna? Moderna clan, young you son. Go. Connect with your boys if you want. Apparently, I'm going to need another one. <laughs> you need the booster. For each new Delta, Epsilon, Fitzgerald, Gingham, Hamhawk, whatever comes next. Before the Foo Fighters concert on Monday, that's for sure. Yeah. We're up against the break, so we're going to take it. When we get back, Dodgers and Astros talk. Thanks for letting your boys sit in on the opening drive this morning. 95.9 FM, AM 610, D Sports Annual. And a 2-0 pitch. Hit in the air, deep left center field. Going after it is Gatewood, and that one is gone. Greg Bird hits his fourth home run of this series. That is his 17th of the year. It's a three-run blast, and the Isotopes lead it 5-0. 5-2, your hometown boys pull it out. 20 the last 29, man. Are you kidding me? What? Isotopes be on fire. 20 to 29, is that a real thing? Making a statement. 
I go to a lot of, we go to a lot of Isotopes games. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot. I guess I didn't notice there, they're bringing home W's. Shout out to our girl, Hallie. Oh my gosh. If you go to an Isotopes game, and you are so fortunate to be in like floor three, like the 300 level, like club level, and you walk into that, I don't know what it's called, that little bar area there, that little, I don't know, the Miller Lite bar area. I think it's the bar. So the McKernan entrance, third floor, Miller Lite bar area. Yes. Red's your bartender. Yeah. Shout out to Red. Yes. What up, girl? But Hallie. Ooh, we. Runs a tight ship. Yes. She's very good at Irish diplomacy as well. Yes. I agree. Yeah. That's so funny. If you don't know what Irish diplomacy is... (laughs) It's a way of saying, go F yourself, and then you thank the other person for it. Yes. And Hallie's the queen, you. the queen of it. From the texter, tune in on the way to the gym this morning. Glad I could hear you, boys. All right. That's nice. That is kind. That is a we c- got the late call. Didn't have a lot of time to warm up before they called us. They went to the, the bullpen. bullpen. Went to the bullpen for the ABQ Central boys here on the opening drive. You know, about, we keep a busy life, too. I don't know if you know that. We Outside of here, I mean, we're constantly engaged in the community. Sure. We're constantly engaged. We're both on the board of, we're on the board of directors at the YMCA. We have to be there every single day. Yeah. The place doesn't hold itself up. Well, I mean, it technically it actually does really well it without us. It does a very yeah. good job before and after us, I'm assuming. But we work out a lot. Like, yeah, you, you can't physically tell. What are you talking about? Look at me. Look across this table and look at me. I, okay, I'm looking. It's like Adonis. It's like a ginger Adonis. Right. It's what you're looking at. <laughs> oh, oh okay. Bob's here. Bob's here. Morning, Bob. Text Jason to the NMDOT text line 505-246-0610 to be entered in a chance to win. Are you ready for this one, Van? Jason Aldean text. Ooh. Yeah, so that's for COVID pending. That's for October first. Aldine, that's the uh, that's the planet that uh, Luke Skywalker's from. So okay, so you're thinking of Alderaan. Oh, is that different? Which, yeah, which is the planet that Princess Leia is from, which caused a great disturbance in the Force oh. when it was destroyed by one Darth Vader. That's not a nice thing to do. No. Say Jason Aldine's not your he's not your bag. You text Brad to the NMDOT text line. You're going to have an opportunity to see Brad Paisley. Ooh. October. I feel like if Jason Aldean is your bag, Brad Paisley is also your bag. Aren't they cousins? I think in the country music world, if they're not exe- like first cousins, they're so closely related, you don't know which Sunbelt state they're from. They're at least Eskimo brothers. They're at least. <laughs> Big win for the Isotopes last night, 20-29. That's like um, that's like Oakland A stuff they're doing. You doing a little Moneyball? That's a little Moneyball. You doing a Moneyball streak? I do like, I do like the team. You know, if you don't follow the Ice Topes on the social media at ABQ Topes, they put up all the highlights. Ooh. They put they always put up beautiful sunset pictures, which I love. I'm not trying to be the guy that's like, hey, forget the game. But if you wanted to start like a subreddit that was just ballpark sunsets. You would subscribe to the news feed that is the Albuquerque Isotopes. Just put it up there. 
It's good for your boys. You are from Houston, Texas, man. Oh, that is correct. You are Houstonian. Correct. Which means you are of low moral character. Mostly. You have no values. Close. Your core beliefs align with no one outside of those of other Texans. Mm. You recognize God above all others. Well. You don't call it a lawless land. You just call it Texas. Mm. Well, that's getting closer. Okay. <laughs> so you are a fan of the cheating Houston Asterix, which are a Major League Baseball team that do not care at all if they break every single rule. Wait, are you talking about first place in the American League, Houston Astros? The team that I've watched since I was growing up? I have a picture of myself in an Astros onesie. So, yes, I am an Astros fan. On the weekend, Bob, we do a thing called the Varsity Segment, and the Varsity Segment is brought to you by I-9 Sports every week. And what we do is we take a topic from the program, and then we incorporate into that topic our beliefs, ideas, and opinions. Mm -hmm. I am right now... Going to tell you what today's varsity is. It's a little early to choose a varsity. I'm doing it. All right. At 1045 today, make sure you're still with your boys, because we're going to give you the varsity of Houston Astros. Today's varsity. You said 1045? 945. Thank you. Because on the weekend, we go to 11. (laughs) We can't. We can't hang out an extra hour, Bob. Yeah, what? Some some going on after us. We got. We're trying to give you a free hour. What you know, are you doing back there? Jim Rome's off this week. Like uh, the Scalar brothers can only take up so much time. You want me to call uh, the boss and see if he wants to do that? Like the boss at CBS Sports. Like uh, you want to go all the way to no, the top? No, not that far. <laughs> Just our boss. You gonna call Les Moonves? Uh, no, no, that's no, the no, David no. Letterman bit I wanted. <laughs> so at nine forty-five, today's varsity. The varsity of Houston Astros. Okay. Okay? So we're going to give today's varsity the greatest Houston Astros of all time. Okay? I like this one. Because I could spend two hours talking about Lance Berkman. Ooh, yeah, you can. I was going to give you that one, even though Big Puma might be my all-time favorite. So good. Shout out to Fat Elvis, Lance Berkman. Are you talking about World Series St. Louis Cardinal Lance Berkman? Yeah. So the Dodgers, they played host to the Houston Asterix. Yes, they did. Last night for the first time since 2017, sort of. So the first time since they were pronounced cheaters. Correct. By Rob Manfraud. Correct. And then they're in front of the L.A. crowd. Now, the L.A. crowd is traditionally really accepting. They're really understanding. They're calm. Their demeanor is is cool. Are you talking about the fan base that's almost killed multiple people? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. The LA fan base is the Josh Hamilton of fan bases. Of of killing people. Yes. Okay. So the Astros came down to the three two three yesterday, which we're gonna be talking about a lot because we're gonna talk Lakers as well. Mm. The Astros enter the LA they don't play in the Coliseum. What are they playing? Dodger Stadium, baby. Thank you. The Chavez Ravine. I would not be able to say that multiple times. Chavez Ravine, Chavez Ravine, Chavez Ravine. Yeah, it loses connotation to me. Unique New York. There we go. Unique New York. So the Astros go in, and they are lambasted from the second they step off the bus. I, I I turn the volume up on my TV so loud to soak in all the booze. And the expletives. My favorite part, except for the Astros win, 
is the PA announcer had to come on multiple times. Multiple times. And say, there will be no items thrown onto the field here at Dodger Stadium. Please refrain from using profanity around younger children. Bob, he would be booed like the strongest heel in WWE every time he made an announcement to not infringe on the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense to me. <laughs> Which part makes sense? So, all right. Hey, you give me your you give me your stadium announcement, okay? And I'm going to give you the Dodger slash WWE universe reaction to it. Please be a decent, respectful human being and have respect for other people's personal space. Boo! We hate you. We hate you. That's it. Was nonstop. Please do not aggressively launch projectiles <laughs> at other human beings on the field. We're Dodgers talking. We get back. Your boys are out. So Van and Fred are in. It's the opening drive. Ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten. The Sports Animal. It's the opening drive on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Quan's Auto Care Hotline is open. Connect with your boys. 505-246-0610. E-N-M-D-O-T text line. You text us, we'll text you. 505-246-0610. Texts are coming in this morning. People are uh, enjoying the program. That's awfully kind. That's kind. We don't hear often. I'm just kidding. It's actually... It's overwhelming, the support. Just bombarded. Yeah, it's not fair. Carpet bombed, if you will. Bob, you've been in radio here for like 20 years in Albuquerque, and you've seen, I would assume, hundreds if not thousands of talk radio show hosts come and go in the market. Well, I've been here with the company 28 years. That's crazy. Wow. There's nothing I've done for 28 years. Well, you've breathed. Just not at all the time. I had, I had COVID really bad. Yeah, but you breathed. <laughs> well, Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Got some help but, for a while. He so, doesn't breathe as well anymore. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I actually started over across the hall when it was still a music station. What? Yeah. What? In 93, 1993. Ah, that was the peak of grunge. 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> when you no. bought Pearl Jam's 10, how yeah. elated were you? Uh, I uh, Okay. I just, but. <laughs> we it was still a music station then it shortly thereafter switched over to full talk when you got so, there they were like we can't keep doing this no <laughs> they were like bob's here it's over are you listening to the music bob yeah, plays yeah, we're yeah. talk radio now yeah. bob refuses to admit that bush's 16 stone is revolutionary <laughs> so like yeah so i have uh helped a few hosts along the way let's just put it that way well i'm just telling you this city, this wonderful city, this land of enchantment, has just welcomed the program that we do on the weekends, ABQ Central, with open arms. Open arms. People are so kind to us. And a big hug after those open arms were extended. And Well, before COVID. So a big hug after open arm, after the program, pre-COVID. And now we just do like a little socially like a fist distanced bump. fist yeah. bump. Yeah, for sure. Uh, chart topper, nineteen ninety three, Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Uh, oh, yeah. there we go. The and, <laughs> and what Van and Van? So, you, by the way, the remix with ODB in it. Oh yes, still hit. Very special. Still hits. Van has said this to me multiple times, Bob, and you don't know this that he believes Radiohead's "Creep" is the anthem of the nineties. Also came out in nineteen ninety three. Did it now? Yeah. Okay. So there well, you go. See, I'm, I'm more of a, a smells like Teen Spirit guy. By Nirvana. I think that's the song of the 90s. Insane in the Brain by Cypress Hill came out in 93. I feel like that is a that is a 
kind of a moniker for that generation. Cypress Hill will be here in Albuquerque next week. Where are they at? Sunshine? How about that? I forget. Okay. <laughs> I'm going, though. Boom Shake the Room, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, also chart topper. That one didn't age well. No. Ordinary World by Duran Duran did age well. Crying by Aerosmith. Hey, if if Ordinary World by Duran Duran came out today, it'd still be a bang. Oh, yes, it would. It would hit. Now, so what would happen, It's not a timeless sound, Fred. It would be manipulated in a way by an artist that should have been, due to cancel culture, removed years ago. So you would they would put in the baby, yeah, 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 and it would be you would go. This is not. It'd be produced by DJ Khaled. Yeah, another one, <laughs> Benny Blanco. <laughs> a lot of music talk on the opening drive, which the traditional fan is not accustomed to of the program. All joking aside, Mister Jones by the Counting Crows was a banger. Was a banger. I'm indifferent to the Counting Crows. They were bigger than you think they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, the problem is- I was way too cool for Counting Crows at the time. <sighs> and the problem at the time was- I, all, was the, I was an edgy teen, Fred. I don't know if you know that about me. I, I believe for a fact that you thought you were an edgy teen. <laughs> <laughs> With my super soft, tin-ply, middle-class, yeah. white upbringing. Yeah. Like, you do yard work with mittens. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how soft you are. All Apologies by Nirvana, Cannonball by The Breeders. Oh, that's a good one. I Do Anything for Love by Meatloaf. I Get Around by Tupac. I mean, there's... Oh, you're speaking to my heart yeah, right now. Living on the Edge, Aerosmith, both sides of the story, Phil Collins. Banger after banger after banger in 93. Soul to Squeeze by Red Hot Chili Peppers. I just ooh, got goosebumps. Ooh, ooh. Oh, my goodness. This is a good week in music. This is a good year. Oh, that's the top of the year? Top of the year. Oh, Okay. I feel you, Depeche Mode, today, the Smashing Pumpkins. Fishing with a wide net over there, Fred. Here's what I would do if I was the listener right now. I'd stay tuned into the program until 10 a.m. And then at 10.01 a.m., I go to Spotify, and I put 1993 in there. Mm. And I just I get down. I know what I'm doing. Houston Astros are in L.A. yesterday. Be in L.A. today, too. Yep. St. Louis native Max Scherzer who just gave a big old hug and a high five to St. Louis icon Albert Pujols. Remember, he joined the Dodgers. Hey, buddy, buddy. He going to pitch tonight. Watch his debut for the Boys. Dodgers debut. Yep. The heterochromatic Max Scherzer. And that wasn't a comment on his sexual orientation. That means he has two different colored eyes, Fred. So I know that. (laughs) You're talking to the listener. Fade Into You by Maisie Starr is an underrated banger. Well, Mazzy Starr, but but still. That's a strong album. Yeah. Yeah, beginning to end, that's a very good album. So, the L.A. Dodgers fan gives the Houston Astro player the reception they deserve. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. I love lambasting. You know, one guy at the hotel with the with the sign that was really that was really it. Dude. So uh, most of them probably be here at the stadium tonight. I hate Dusty Baker. I hate Dusty Baker in such a unique way that I don't hate anything else. How are you mad at the guy who invented the high five? I every single time Dusty Baker comes up, this is 
if you have one claim to fame, and Dusty Baker didn't create the high five. That's a good one. Dusty Baker created the high five. No, he did not. He gave the first high five, and it spread like wildfire after that. The the high five dates back to like prehistoric times. Prehistoric. Yes. And then how do you know if it exists, existed if it's prehistoric? Because it always existed. It's like gravity. Like, it's just always been there. Now, if you have if you've identified the high five, if you said, hey, this is called a high five, then okay. Cool. I will give you that. But you did not think, you know what I'm going to pull out of my pocket here? Just like Alanis Morissette in the 1995 Jagged Little Pill album, one hand out of your pocket? Uh-huh. That's the opposite of what she said. <laughs> And deliver a high five and call it a high five? You think like cavemen were like hunting oryxes? Yes! That's- cavemen were like hunting oryxes and they finally got one and their first reaction was to smash the inside of their hands together? I absolutely think that. The high five is very recent okay. in human history. You ever been fishing? Have you ever put, have you ever cast a line? Can't wait for you to cast this line. You have. And the the point I'm trying to I'll give it to you after the break. <laughs> Opening drive, ninety five point nine FM, AM six ten, the sports animal. Back on the program. It's the opening drive. The one strike pitch, and Alvarez cranks it deep to right field. Bellinger is back, looking up. See you later. A two run home run for Jordan Alvarez to give the Astros a three to nothing lead. Alvarez with his 20th of the year. Hit that one filled with hatred. He hated that ball. 115 miles per hour off of the bat. Hey, Dodgers fan, throw that one back. Yeah. Throw that one back. They threw everything back. Foul balls, beers, trash cans. They threw trash cans on the field last (laughs) night. I love it. As far as entertainment goes. Yes. One of the funnest games I've watched all year. As far as horrible behavior goes, easily. One of the funnest games you've watched all year. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Do you know a bigger WWE fan than me? Uh, No. No. Literally no. Literally no. No. And I love when there's just a really good bad guy. Oh, yeah. You got to have one. Yeah. And I love when the really good bad guy has the ship. Second night to the bad guy. Was that uh, Razor Ramon or was that Scarface? It was Scarface. Because Razor Ramon is a straight rip. (laughs) (laughs) So Alvarez hits the snot out of the face of a baseball last night. What was the exit velocity? 115 miles an hour. What? That's as fast as Jess Bezos went to the the inner space. (laughs) The almost space. Because Dodger fan was dropping the verbal hammer on the Astros. It was bad. What's your boy's name? McCluster? Lance McCullers Jr.? Lance McCullers Jr. Through a gym. Through 115 of them. Gave up zero of them. And he said when he was coming out of the bullpen after warming up in the crowd, which, by the way, Dodger Stadium holds what, like 60,000 people or something? A lot. By the end of the game... About half of that. Whole bunch of them left. Whole bunch of them left. <laughs> so, whenever 
the Dodgers fan is lambasting the Astro player, I'm in. I love this. 100%. Give it to them. I love watching it. What's going to happen is they're going to use it. Yeah. They're going to beat you up. Uh-huh. They did last night. They're very good. Yep. They didn't get to this level by having constant support and admiration. Best record in the American League, second best record in baseball. Best at cheating. Easily. Not the best at not getting caught, though. Mediocre at best. Wow. If it wasn't for that snitch, Carl's Beltron. <laughs> You're thinking of Mike Fires? Mike Fires, hey, he's the worst. Guess who hasn't pitched against the Astros in two years? That would be Mike Fires. I love watching it. It was a lot of fun. Until yes. you start throwing stuff at the players. Um, I don't love that. Yell everything you want. Every expletive you have in your repertoire, go crazy. Lambast the players' mothers, their grandmothers. Anything horrible you can say to try to get in their head, go crazy. But when you start throwing stuff at people, that crosses a line. Not just the players, but when you start directing it at Houston Astro fan, that's when it's too weird for me. Because Dodger fan, and I'm just going to put it out there, Dodger fan is the victim fan. They have been their entire existence. Everyone's against us. No one likes us. We had to take our, we got the second rate team from Brooklyn. <laughs> Dodgers fan is super soft. Dodgers fan is 10 ply. LA is super soft. LA is super soft. Outside of Sanford and Sons. Sanford and Sons goes hard. <laughs> That's fair. Because <laughs> up until Sanford and Sons, you didn't even know about LA. It was like the Beverly Hillbillies. It was like, all these like weird yuppie TV shows. Sanford and Son made it real out there in the LA streets. It was revolutionary. It was ab- Red Fox has me rolling. I'm 36 years old. I'm not an old man. I sweat Sanford and Sons. So you got the VHS box set. If that's a thing that I find at the local Goodwill, to watch I will your, have that. Watch on your tube television. But you, L.A. fan, who said, it's Rob Manfred's fault. He's the reason that, the, that we don't have the championship. Should have cheated, too. Half the league was cheating. Yeah. Because that's what they're like. Because Rob Manfred's like, what am I going to do? I can't take the ship away. They're like, yes, you can. You got to give it to me. <laughs> okay. I, I'm the Dodgers fan. So you don't punish the Astro fan. Because they have, and this is going to sound crazy to you, Dodger fan, they have fanaticism, tism, ism, fan, fan, fantasy. <laughs> You're struggling over there. Are you having a stroke? I'm like Dodgers fan. Can you smell tinfoil right now? Are you okay? Is that one of the... Because I didn't know that was one of the... Yeah. Dodgers fan. Lay off Astros fan. Lay off of physically assaulting people, Dodgers fan. Chill out. Good first hour of the program on the opening drive. If you loved it, let us know. 505-246-0610. If you hated it, let us know. We get back after the break. Olympics talk. 95.9 95.9 FM AM 610 The Sports Animal. Sitting in on the best sports show in New Mexico. Your boys. I am Fred Slow alongside me. 
My plus one, Van Nunley. Welcome back to the program, Van. Hey, buddy, buddy. If you're tuning in at 8 a.m., because that's when you sit down at your desk and you're expecting... Because you're on the live stream. Sure. You're on the live stream. You're, you're like, where's Jeff? Where's JJ? Where's the opening drive? Your boys aren't here. Both on assignment today, sitting in as the weekend team. The Saturday morning boys. I was almost going to call us the B team, but I'm so arrogant. I'm just going to call us like the A minus team. I could live with that. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Because we're not the best sports show in New Mexico has voted the last five years, which is the opening drive. Which is the one we're on. The one we're currently on. Yeah. 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 Not us, though. Two other guys. No. It's like this team at the Sports Animal has the best starting pitcher in all of baseball. Simbi had a buck. Sure. And then you have to go to the bullpen sometimes. That's what this is. We're not on television right now. We're on radio, so you can't see me. But I'm doing the manager arm tap. Yes. Bring in the reliever. If you missed the first hour of the program, we told everyone to connect with us on the Quans Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. Also text with us on the NMDOT text line. Text us Jason, and we'll put you in a chance to win Jason Aldean ticks. Text us Brad, and we'll put you in a chance to win Brad Paisley ticks. That's on October 1st and October 7th, respectively. You text us. We'll text you. We're taking all your interactions this morning. Uh, my personal phone number, which I didn't realize how many people had, lighting up. People loving the program this morning. Same. Getting some good feedback. That's a lot of fun. A lot of pleasant surprises. We, we didn't get to tell the world until like 10 or 11 last night that we're going to be covering. Correct. Because that's what heroes do. That is what, yeah. We stood up to the plate. Here we are, smacking it out of the park. Producing this morning is Bob. Bob told us earlier in the first hour his favorite year of music is 1993. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did not say that. Sorry. The year that Bob <laughs> killed radio in Albuquerque, New Mexico, was 1993 when they converted this station to talk format. No, not this station. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Do you even <laughs> listen, Fred? <laughs> You, uh, the station across the hall. Oh, okay. The, the 50,000 water. Oh, the big deal one. Yeah, that one. It's nice that we get to slum. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, the number one song on this day in 1993 was UB40's Can't Help Falling in Love from the Promises and Lies album, mm. a Virgin Records release. A cover of a cover. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that true? Yeah. By the way. I found out about it when you walked in this morning and I asked you, oh, you're guesting uh, with JJ this morning, huh? <laughs> and you said, no. <laughs> JJ took a late assignment, so yes. uh, I, I believe returning to the program tomorrow, but um, TBD, TBD. What's that called whenever you, whenever you have to wait for like a injury? Like you don't have the update, what's that called? TBA, to be announced. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Day-to-day? Day-to-day. DTD. That's where we're going. DTD. Yeah. Did you watch the Olympics yesterday? I watched a little bit. Yeah, I've been watching a lot. I've been watching a lot. Saw a little at the gym. Okay. Saw a little when I got home. There's some yeah. There's some sports I don't know about, like like rock climbing. I didn't know rock climbing was an Olympic event. That one surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, that one got me. I was into it, I guess. I guess. Obviously, I'm watching the basketball team because we're going to talk a lot of 
NBA here in this following hour. I'm I'm into a lot of stuff every four years. Are we talking about sports? Yes. Okay. I'm into a lot of stuff every four years. If it's got like the name of a country on a shirt, yeah, World Cup, Olympics. Mm-hmm. I care about a lot of stuff that I wouldn't care about otherwise. The JV U.S. Men's Soccer, i.e., the aforementioned rock climbing. Yeah, it was captivating yesterday when I was watching. Yeah, because there's something at stake. I don't just go to REI or no. the climbing gym to uh-uh. watch people climb. You won't find me on a hike, and I'm like, hey, that guy's climbing a rock. I'm going to sit here and watch this guy climb a rock. You weren't the only person not super familiar with it because, like, the cameramen for the Olympic Games, they didn't really get it either. No, like, no. no, it was just very confusing. Yeah, why are you shooting just his leg? Yeah. You know, guys, we've had we've had a hard lower third on this cockroach crawling on this rail for some time now. Yeah. What are you doing? So I watched the basketball team on Monday. So that was United States, Spain. Okay, did you they catch sh- any of this? They showed up. They did. Welcome back, America. So they put they put nine and a nickel on Spain, and then, which by the way, not Marco Rubio. What's his name? Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Marco Rubio is the guy in Florida yeah. that gave 20% of the new COVID-19 cases. Yeah. Okay. Very generous guy. Yeah. When it comes to handing out disease. Two states, Bob, are responsible for a third of all the new COVID cases. Surprise, surprise. One of them's Florida. <sighs> Again with the Florida. So United States puts it on Spain. They were tied at the half and then... They started trying. They did. And Spain ran out of gas. I watched the whole game. They just ran out of gas. So the United States is going to play Australia today, and that's like a super late game or super early. I don't know what time zone anyone's in, but you can catch it like 10-15 tonight, okay? 10-15 Mountain. So Australia is doing well skating by Argentina, which they should have. I don't think beating them by 40 is skating. Argentina is not what Argentina used to be. No. Yeah. They don't have any of the guys that used to play for the Spurs. Luis Scola. They got one? Cool. Luis Scola, ex-NBA player, just played in his fifth Olympiad. I didn't know that. Yeah. Does he do Turkaloo down there? Oh, he played for Turkey. So Turkey Alu. Australia has got a squad, including Patty Mills, who just signed a new deal the other day. They're strong. They could play. Aaron Baines is the big guy underneath. Otherwise, it's guards. The whole team is guards, and then they have Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines slipped in the bathroom. What? I'm sorry, what? Aaron Baines did his knee in the bathroom. What? He's hurt. He's literally hurt. Cannot play. The United States is going to beat him by 40. It's going to be rough. The United States is going to go on to a gold medal after I went on to say that this is the worst basketball team I've ever professionally seen put together and how... A any team led by Kevin Durant, Durant should change his name from USA to Plato because of how soft he is. Because he's the softest, so soft. Hey, I love my scone this morning from Java Joe's. It was delicious. It was almost as soft as Kevin Durant. It was pretty nice and fluffy. I don't know if you know this, Bob. When Kevin Durant sleeps, both sides of his pillow are warm because that's how soft he is. Kevin Durant's so soft. He's like if 2,000 thread count sheets came to life in a Disney movie. Correct. I went down to Target the other day to get like 
shampoo, conditioner. I stopped by the home, like, uh, like the home section to get like some sponges for the sink. I got Kevin Durant Durant brand. I was like, those will be the softest sponges. Kevin Durant's so soft. He went to the doctor cause he had a tummy ache. Yeah. And he's all, what's the prognosis doc? Mm-hmm. And he said, you're just filled with down feathers. Yes. It's, yeah. it's literally what he said. He said, well, you need an MRI. I saw Kevin Durant get in a pedicure. And the little pedicure lady was like, you, ha- you got no calluses on your feet. They're so soft. <laughs> so, okay. Like, that makes sense. How'd you get them so soft? How'd you buddy? get them so soft? The Australian Australias, I don't know. Do, do, they're just countries. They don't have names, right? Yeah. So, Australia doesn't have Aaron Baines. By the way, Aaron Baines went to Washington State. By the way, I went to Washington State. Okay. By the way, he was at Washington State when Clay Thompson was at Washington State. Okay. I played basketball against Aaron Baines, Clay Thompson, a guy named D'Angelo Castro, in a three-on-three uh, like hoops against cancer fundraiser tournament thing. Okay. Um, Aaron Baines, Clay Thompson, and D'Angelo Castro put it on me and my boys to the tune of like skunk. Like they beat us like twenty-one-zero. Twenty-one rip. Yeah. Like on on Clay Thompson shooting seven for seven from the three. On like ones and twos. So surprise, surprise, two NBA players and a third guy with a name that sounds like an NBA player beat you 21 rip. I don't even know what happened to D'Angelo Castro. I'm going to look him up right now. So. And loyal listener, if you don't know this, Fred looks like a basketball player. I have the size of a basketball player. Fred is six and a half feet tall and he often gets asked, where'd you play basketball? And he's like, the the boys club rec league yeah. when I was 12. Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> I was in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was I was a, like a hoop legend at Cutter Park. And by hoop legend, I mean I could, I could shoot from on top of the bench from like a far distance, but I had the muscle memory down. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I could win like basically any game of horse. D'Angelo Castro is also some sort of famous like a uh, – like salsa dancer. dancer, yeah, ah, got it. And I had no idea. Oh, salsa dancer, Bob, I nailed it. That's so funny. I had no idea about that. So, uh, so, anyways, so that you didn't even put one point on these dudes. It's D'Angelo Casto. So I lied. Casto. D'Angelo Casto. Like French, like C A S T E A U. That Uh, yes. Oh, actually, okay. yeah. Actually, okay. yeah. So, uh, so, anyway, so we no, we didn't put one point on them. So we did not play well against cancer. Okay. Yeah, they went on to win the whole thing. Cancer won the tournament. No, no, no. Okay. These three D one basketball players. Ah, yes. They won the tournament. That makes more sense. Phone lines are lighting up, and we got to catch up with them during the break. More Olympics talk when we get back. It's the opening drive, but we went to the bullpen with you boys. Ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. I saw a bunch of the phone lines light up, so we went to break fan. Okay. Handful of callers. One hung up, and another one said, appreciate you boys. I'm going to tune in on the weekend. So that's it. That was, I mean, that's very nice. All right. That's nice. Mission accomplished. Yeah. We got one. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Arbitron. It's the opening drive. Jeff and JJ on assignment. Fred and Van are sitting in. We're having a lot of fun this morning. Uh, the kind of fun that is hard to explain to those that love sports because I'm not the, I'm not the sports fan I used to be. 
I'm going to be real transparent here. You're a huge fan of two things. Keep going. WWE. Love WWE. You talk ad nauseum. Yes. To a point that I have to ask you to stop. I'm sorry. I was thinking about WWE. What did you say? <laughs> and the St. Louis Cardinals. Those are my two. Those are the two that I have fandom of. But peripherally, you don't do a lot of sports. I used to. I, I do. Yeah. I do. I had an obsession for years. I knew stats and analysis, mm-hmm. and I made I made effort to catch the game. And loyal listeners of our show already know that. Yes. Yeah. Now, here on the opening drive, I recognize fandom. I recognize fanatics. I recognize the Dodgers the other night. I get the passion. I get all that. Mm-hmm. Dodgers fan, not Dodgers. But the thing that's the thing to me is whenever you're not like the biggest sports obsessor okay to be able to like find those things that are like unique storylines find those things that like trans communicate like other parts of life excellent simone biles okay okay simone biles as of yesterday winning her seventh medal is tied now with who i would tell you and i would probably still argue is the greatest olympian women's gymnastics olympian cheryl miller okay Cheryl Miller's the basketball player. That's not right. <laughs> That's Reggie Miller's older sister. That is correct. Who used to dominate Reggie. Yeah. She Shan- scored She scored 100 points in a game. Shannon Miller. Shannon. Yeah, that's the, gym, the gymnasium. That's... So... Sh- an edi- you're talking about an edifice. Yes. The gymnasium's a building. You're talking gymnast. Shannon Sharp is the second best Sharp. Reggie Miller is the second best Miller. Correct. Okay. We're on the same page with that. Sure. Shannon Miller, the gymnast, has seven medals. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles now has seven medals. Correct. Cool. Simone Biles should have had more than seven medals if she stuck with the status quo, the quote-unquote expectation. Correct. Cool. She didn't. Simone Biles... 10 days ago says I am struggling. I'm battling some mental health stuff. I got, I got a lot going on in my head. That's affecting my physical performance. I have to take a step back. I have to give these other girls opportunities, which by the way, they went on to metal, which by the way, the team went on to metal. Zero impact on the performance of the team. But they would have got gold if Simone would have just sucked it up, Fred. Well, here's the thing, though. Simone, she captured the bronze yesterday. The bronze. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the gold. We're talking about the bronze. But what she did was was bigger than the gold. Because now, nationwide, there's a conversation about mental health, specifically as it relates to athletes, but as it relates to everyone. Does that conversation happen if Simone Biles is like, hey, you know, in my head, I don't feel super calm and confident about this thing. But by the way, I still performed at the top performance and we won the gold medal. And it's not like it really affected anything. I don't think it's the same. Bob, you work over on KKOB all the time. Over on KKOB, there's a conversation about mental health right now on conservative talk radio. Yes. That's because of Simone Biles making this adjustment. And there was a huge discussion on the station the day she did that. And there should be. And when she made the announcement to come back and compete for her one event, 
I was like, okay, I'm in a balance beam is hard. <laughs> Everything they do is extremely hard. How big is a balance beam? Like a like a postcard? I really don't know. It's not big. You ever been on one? We used to joust on them. Have I ever have I ever been on a balance beam? Yeah. It's like a barely walk. I think it's less than the width of your average foot. Like you know. Yeah, their toes wrap on it. Yeah. I'm looking at one right now and I want to say about four inches. That's generous. I'm a I'm a consult the Googles. There you go. So Simone Biles starts this nationwide conversation, which I'm the biggest fan of, because mental health mental health to a lot of individuals is not real until you suffer from it. Exactly four inches. Called it. What measuring tool did you have for that? How did you get that? Just out of the air. How do you know the size of the human foot so well? I uh I looked at a picture of a balance beam and I held out my hand and oh. I was like, meh, meh, hmm, four inches. You got some con- <laughs> got them contractors tricks. Yep. So Simone Biles is about to come back from Tokyo, which I just learned is fifteen hours ahead of us. She's about to come back to the United States of America, and she will do a mental health tour that will change the way that it is all done. I'm telling you, the impact of this will last for generations to come with professional athletes. And I, I hate the conversation that she let down her country. Who's having that? Whoa. Oh, man. You haven't been listening to everybody. Yeah, I did listen, actually. Yeah. On the Facebooks, it was not received well. Uh, uh, kind, empathetic, rational people did not see her situation as being a quitter or giving up on her country or not caring about her country. She was already the second best gymnast in the history of the United States Olympic team already. Yes. Before this Olympiad started unquestionably top three, most likely the second best. And due to her own mental health, she had to take one and drop out. And that was very, very hard to do. Any professional athlete will tell you that's the last thing they want to do is not perform. She practiced for four years and then still pulled out. She didn't put all that work in just to piss off Steve at Kinko's because she hates America. That is an incorrect narrative. The problem that individual has that's not a fan of sport, right? Like you're going to hear like on other talk, on other talk radio stations in town, like stay in your lane. Like there's this idea of like, I hate it when an athlete transcends their sport. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good verbiage. Sure. Because like to transcend your sport, you got to be number one at your sport. If you're not number one, you got to be so polarizing that you're considered in the conversation of unique, special or whatever. And then to be able to take that platform that you created through sport and then use it to impact other ways of life. LeBron James is a prime example. There's a handful of guys, the rock where you get so big at the thing that you do athletically that you then have an impact in the rest of the world. Michael Jordan. Sure. Who, by the way, big fan of Michael Jordan. He stepped away from the game. Like Michael Jordan, and Simone Biles stepped away in their prime. I don't hear Michael Jordan being like Michael Jordan is regularly considered by many, especially old man slows. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan is just the first version of Simone Biles. 
well, uh, there was some, he was a gambler. He couldn't afford some gambling debts. You're going to sit here and tell me Michael Jordan couldn't afford gambling debts? You're going to tell me that multi-millionaire Michael Jordan? Sports first billionaire. Couldn't afford his gambling debts, and that's why he stepped away? Sure. What other conspiracy theories do you have? Because I will sit down and buy you a beer and listen to those. <laughs> well, Michael Jordan's father well, it came to an untimely end because of his gambling debt. No, Michael Jordan can afford a gambling debt. I promise you. Michael Jordan could afford his gambling debt. Yes. His father's gambling yes. debt. Yes. Charles Barkley's gambling debt. The debt that I assume Scottie Pippen owes him, he just he just brushed off. Yeah. Mexico's national debt. Yes. I don't know. He could pay off a lot. You know what Michael Jordan didn't go through that Simone Biles went through? Lots. Yeah. You're talking Larry Nasser. I'm talking Larry Nasser. I'm talking United States of America betraying and failing Simone Biles. And to me, that's the real conversation. Protect those that can't protect themselves. If there's no Larry Nasser, there's no Simone Biles having her mental health so poor that she has to drop out of the Olympics, which she's been training for, not just for four years, her whole life. Yeah. This person, Larry Nasser. Put in a position of authority, power, influence. And by the way, and we'll put it out there for the listener. Maybe you're a fan of the Weekend Show. Maybe you're not. I'm 36 years old and male and middle class and white. And you are 39 years old and male and middle class and white. We don't get the the strife that is the black athlete and overwhelmingly white gymnastics. Sure. That's a conversation. When we get back, we'll finish it. We're grabbing a break. You're listening to the opening drive. Your boys are in for Jeff and JJ. Day to day on that. 95.9 FM, AM 6M, the sports animal. animal. We're on the opening drive. Quan's Auto Care Hotline is available to you because we are available to you for one day only. You're a friend of the show. You're a friend of the show. Check us out on the social medias at TalkABQ on Instagram and or Facebook. We got a Twitter? We do have a twit. We need to pick it up on the twit. Yeah, we just started picking it up on the Instagram. Yeah. It's a good follow. We got good content. On the Twitter last night, I tweeted at the Foo Fighters who played in St. Louis last night. Okay. I said, hey, grab me an Emo's pizza, and I'll grab it from you on Monday here in Albuquerque. Okay. So let's see if that works out. Did Dave text you back directly? Let me check the tweet box. First of all, does anyone call it a tweet box? Is that me? Did I just create that? I'm leaning no. That's at T-A-L-K-A-B-Q, at TalkABQ on Instagram. We do have a lot of fun with that. For like a week, we have. We put zero effort into it for like two years. And now we developed a passion for creating content on the interwebs. People deserve what we give them. What? <laughs> what? What? Mental health and sports is a conversation that's worth having, so we're having it. We're talking about Simone Biles. Uh, a little bit, there's been a movement of this, so there's been a precursor. Uh, in our youth, there was a running back for the University of Texas, one Ricky Williams, who went on to be drafted by the Saints and famously wore a wedding dress with Mike Ditka. Ditka. On the, on the cover of Sports Illustrated, uh, speaking of Sports Illustrated, joining us on our program this Saturday morning, Howard Balzer, who writes for SI, who's going to be in Canton for the NFL Hall of Fame induction. 
He'll be joining us at 10.30 on Saturday morning. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Howard and I have been to Super Bowls together. We used to work together in St. Louis. Uh, now writes for Sports Illustrated. He's about the nicest guy that's ever written anything. Uh, my personal hero, Isaac Bruce, being inducted in the NFL Hall of Fame. So that'll be a thing. With that said. Los Angeles Ram legend. Played one year in 1993, Bob's <laughs> favorite year in music. <laughs> So, Ricky Williams famously said, I'd rather smoke weed than play football because it helped with his mental health. I'll take things Van said in high school for 400, (laughs) Alex. (laughs) Your boy in Cleveland, Josh Gordon. Yeah. Your boy in the pool, Michael Phelps. Uh Your gal just two weeks ago, uh, that Naomi Osaka. Yep. uh, At the French Open, she was like, listen, I can't do these interviews. Yeah. It messes with my head. I'm a tennis player. I'm not a talking head. Yep. There is a movement of mental health awareness that I so very much love. I so very much value. And I so very much want to impose on the friends of the show and the listeners to consider when you're thinking about professional athlete. Sure. Because when you're on the tweet box, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. That's just like a very upset with you right now. That's just a avatar, right? That's just your digital representation. I can say anything to anyone with this tweet box and it there's not a real person behind that thing. Here's why you're wrong. Words hurt specifically when the stress in your life is so astonishingly high. We get a lot of interaction at our social media at TalkABQ. And it's like weird. It's like addictive. Like people will tell us that we suck. People will tell us that we are the best. And either way, you get like that weird endorphin rush. And we're like regionally famous adjacent. Like we go places and do things. People are very kind to us. Sports adjacent guys are famous adjacent. (laughs) Regional famous adjacent. (laughs) Okay. But it's just this idea that you can't lose humanity based off someone's profession. We're talking about it earlier, abusing Astros fans in Dodger Stadium. Those are human beings. Those are people. Just because they wear a different color shirt doesn't mean you get to treat them like crap. No. Because they're people. They got kids. Conor McGregor tweets from the tweet box last night, uh, who, by the way, broke his leg. Everyone saw that, right? Everyone was then lambasting him like we do Kevin Durant. But he's like sends these photos from his like living room. There's like kids play toys on the floor and stuff. Like he's like, that's a human being. That's a person. Yeah. Tell me Conor McGregor doesn't have mental health issues and I'll call you a liar. Ooh, man. If anybody does, he's a poster child. Listen to this study. This is a Canadian study from the Journal of Psychology of Sports and Exercise. Okay. 10% of Canadians in general, report having a mental disorder in any given 12-month period. Just Canadians. 11% of them apologize for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry about my mental health. Probably do better there, guy. (laughs) Sorry about the Tourette's. Let me just pour some syrup on it. I think I can fix it right here. (laughs) 31.7% 31.7% of athletes in Canada 
had the same report. So we're talking like three times. Three times. Three times the amount. Now, this doesn't stand specific to athletics, right? Like anyone who has an approach to life where they consider the thing that they're doing or their level of success as they deem it, like intense or hard or agitating, life gets to you. But if someone tells you, I am hurt, I am physically or mentally hurt, in my opinion, you are not allowed to attack that. You just can't. Agreed. And the perception of physical and mental anguish, you said, oh my God, he's got a sprained ankle. He's out two to four weeks. Completely consider that. Reasonable. He rolled his ankle over second base. Now he's out for two weeks. He's like, hey. I'm experiencing extreme anxiety, and I need to work on me. I need to work on my mental health. I'm out for two weeks. You're soft. You're weak. The perception is disgusting. I also grew up in the Midwest, and the only pain I can recognize is physical pain. Sure. Because that's how it's taught to me as a child. Sure. Needs to be unlearned as a society. Not only does Simone Biles get a pass on this one, she's going to get a trajectory that's going to put her in position to help millions upon millions of people. Specifically athletes, but people in general. I love disagreeing with you, but you nailed this one, Fred. Nailed this one. We're going to grab a break. When we get back, we'll be 15 short minutes from Jeff's interview when he went to the he went to the Mountain West Media Days. So he interviewed Mark Arroyo, who's the head coach of UNLV. So we're going to play that at 9. So we're going to wrap this hour up, come back with an interview with Jeff, and then we're going to play out the rest of the show. Today's varsity is the varsity of Houston Astros. Okay. Very excited about this one. It's the opening drive with Fred and Van, 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Van and I have been doing radio together for like two years. We've been doing radio together here in Albuquerque, New Mexico for two years on ABQ Central, heard every Saturday. Just hit our two-year anniversary two weeks ago. Right. And we have very few arguments. they, They knew that already. They knew. Why were we telling them? They know our anniversary. They're all friends of the show. To uh two-year anniversary present is paper by the way cotton it's cotton (laughs) (laughs) oh bob text us on the nmdot text line 505-246-0610 happy anniversary we want to hear from you you know what text us today text the morning show tomorrow the opening drive text the afternoon show today just text everyone just text happy annie boys that's what we want So you and I, we never, we don't fight. We don't get in a lot of disagreements. We don't, like, everything goes really well in our professional and personal relationship and friendship. Correct. Except that you won't get an iPhone, and it screws everything up all the time. <laughs> and because you have an Android, you didn't get the high-quality promo, like, images I made for this morning. You can't figure out Instagram Live. You can't send iMessages. I'm not sure how you FaceTime. I don't understand the logic behind that. I need you... To hop on the trolley. Because it's 2021, and if you're not on the iPhone, I'm not even sure if you exist to me. I would be better off deleting your number from contacts and DMing you on the tweet box. Strong stance, bro. <laughs> There's both smartphones that have the same programs. Yours is dumb. Just because. Just because. I can't like your text in a group thread. That's like the only difference. We are in, conservatively, KKOB 770, we are in, conservatively, 100 plus group text. 
I'd say at least 40. At least 140 group texts. Yeah, that's what I said. And they're all ruined because you won't get an iPhone. Correct. I'm, the Google Pixel's the greatest phone ever made, and I'm standing by it. This no. Is not a paid advertisement either. The Google Pixel is the phone that a villain uses in an action movie. That's what I said. It's the best phone ever. No, it is not. It's the phone that James Bond steals from the breast pocket of a guy's suit in a casino whenever he has to hack in somehow. That's what the Google Pixel is. It's garbage. Okay. You and your little plushy cheek avatar that you get standard with the iPhone yes. can go and do something I can't say on radio right and now. And you couldn't create an emoji for on your phone because it doesn't do that correctly. No, I haven't created an emoji because I'm an adult. <sighs> <laughs> I say, yeah, I'll just airdrop it to you. Van says, no, you won't. <laughs> no, you will not. Oh, okay. Sorry about all the rich convenience that Steve Jobs and Tim Cook have brought into my life. And by the way, I don't want people to airdrop me. I don't want a bunch of weird iPhone cultist wiener pics when I'm at a stoplight. It's not a Tesla. It's an iPhone. Yeah. I've seen you airdrop weird stuff in public. I'm currently sitting three feet from you. Huh. We are socially distanced. That's we spend a lot of time together. We both are Team Moderna. Not what that means. As I'm sitting in front of you iPhone, iPad, MacBook, Apple Watch. I just realized how much of a fanboy I am. Yeah. So now add WWE, St. Louis Cardinals, and Apple products. I become that guy. Admitting you have a problem is the first step. Do have a problem. And here I am with just a phone. Yeah. And you have the whole collection over there. Phone, watch, computer, tablet. Bob, you don't know this. Van stays charging his phone. It just stays plugged in all the time. That's not true whatsoever. Yes, it is. The second he gets into his car, Bob, he pops the charger on. He's like, he's like, gotta get this. It's like a three block drive. He's like, need that juice guy. None of this is true. He keeps his brightness at a hundred. That's the kind of psychopath that he is. Well, about 80 actually. 80? In real life, about 80. What color are your eyes, Brown? They're hazel. Are they? My baby blues can't deal with that kind of brightness. Oh, it's because your future's so bright. Okay. Come on now. Gotta wear shades, Bob. I pulled off like 20 top bangers from 93 on the top of my head. And I, I don't have four. <laughs> I don't have the resources for forward movement. Van, I'm with you. I've got Android. Oh, my. Oh. Yeah, You're outvoted. My dude. Two to one. All right, we're going next door to KKOB to take a tally. Text the program, Apple or iPhone. Pretentious. Also app. Moderna or Pfizer. Pfizer. If you, if, okay. See, if you're Johnson & Johnson, though, do they find another station? Like, you're not for us. We're not into that life. Moderna or Pfizer. It's just a smartphone. When we get back, <laughs> Jeff was at Media Day, and he interviewed Mark Arroyo. We're going to give that to you at the top of the hour. We'll be back with you like 9.15-ish. I can like Biggie and Tupac. 95.9 FMA and I don't know, like a traditional doing it. Good to see you. I, I, I don't even... I, I, I see people walking around with a smile on their face, and I said to you, how you live, and you said in public, which is maybe the best answer I've heard. I, I know I say that a lot. It's just good to be living in public, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is. It just, for us, I mean, and everybody else, we all get it. It's just to see people in 3D right now is just, there's something to it. I think we all understand it now and a little bit better, and if took a lot of stuff for granted when you start to be around people and, and you're learning and you're learning together, you're going through things in, in a 
in the human elements a lot different than when you're on a, a, a 2D Zoom call and you're trying to get things done that, that are still the same of importance. And, and it's just hard. And so we've been, we've been really excited for this past uh, few months here in, since January, six months or so, that we've had a chance to finally get our hands on our guys the right way, the traditional formatting way, the traditional progression, and uh, excited to continue on. You know, I've, I've been doing this for a number of years, and, and it feels like forever UNLV has been excited to move into the new stadium. And you did last year, but you kind of didn't, right? I mean, th- th- this is almost the inaugural year. Even though last year was, you didn't have fans. I, I, I don't know how much excitement around the program is because of the stadium, is because of you, is because of your football team. But I know you're feeling that there's an excitement, and maybe, maybe it's a blend of all of it. It is. I, I think the excitement's the reason that, that attracted me from the last place I was at, which was a really good spot. And a lot of the coaches I, that I got a chance to steal away from other good spots is there's an infrastructure here that's, that's they've made a commitment when it wasn't convenient. And, and I think that says a lot about the people in the city and, and uh, what they're looking for. And that's exciting because people want to invest in a school that now has a, a, a stadium that's on campus or right next to them and a brand new Fortita complex, a $40 million complex, a $2 billion stadium, and it's all together now. That, that changes the infrastructure of a program. It changes your recruiting. It changes your, 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 your footprint and just your, just your, your, your city. Um, and, and this city being the fastest growing sports city in the country, we latched onto that idea right away. And, 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 and so we just feel that things are starting to align the right way to give yourself a chance to be a successful program. And there's a lot that has to go into that. Marcus Arroyo is UNLV's head coach. You talk about the evolution of this city in Vegas and with the Raiders, with, with the unbelievable popularity and success of, of the Golden Knights, with the talk of the A's, with everything else that, that's going, what is UNLV's niche? Where, where, how do you find your spot and, and, and be able to thrive? Because I think it, it, while everything's evolving, you're probably, in some respects, growing it from the roots. It is, you know, it's, I, I, it's funny, I started saying that it was a rebuild, and, and I don't mean it by, by any negative connotation, but it's the wrong, that's the wrong context. This is startup. We've got a stadium and an infrastructure that's never been here, so you're going to start a whole new way of looking at the program and the city in relation to, your, to everything you're going to do successfully in, in, a, in a Division I program. Recruiting. Recruiting to a stadium that's on campus or here is completely different. He said he couldn't recruit to Vegas because of the the aura of the mystique of of, of, of a city like Vegas. That's completely we crushed that. That that was a, a complete myth in that this place is a place that was accessible to everywhere in the country. Um, we've got all the, everything you want here in regards to what you want after football. The marketability of now what's an NIL an NIL that's coming down the pipe is something that we've really be excited about and progressive with um again it's it is it's grassroots and, and uh, we've got a staff that's that's excited about it we've got a group and um on our team that that understands the culture is a completely different deal and, and it's going to take some time to water that bamboo but it'll be good some markets more than others are going to engage in nil i think it's going to it's going to be there for everybody but at, at different levels your market is a market that uh, really the student athlete is going to have opportunities to take advantage of this yeah, I, I don't know a better place than Las Vegas to do to do what what's going to take shape. I really don't. I think the accessibility of our guys is exciting. I think I'm as excited about the accessibility and marketing of our guys to latch on to something like this as I am also is the educational piece. I think that's going to be the, the biggest piece that I've been excited about with our athletic department is 
all this is going to come fast. There's going to be a lot of hoops. There's going to be a lot of really, th- of, of really new things for our guys to understand and, and to be able to create a, a learning environment for these guys to educate themselves financially. Is, is that's, that's exciting, too, and, and pivotal. So to that, who's looking out for the student-athlete? And I, I know each program is going to have to do it differently, but there's a piece where somebody's going to educate the student-athlete, and it's easy to talk about it. What, what are you able to do to make sure that they're, they're being looked after, that they don't get into a situation that, that is detrimental and they can't get out of? Well, the, first of all, the coaches are handed off. We're out of it, and I think that's the right decision. I think hiring a third party that's professional in what they do and it gives you an educational platform and a place for them to go to be able to understand it is the right thing to get us out of it. We've we've teamed up with a great group. Our athletic department's done a, got a great plan, and it's been progressive in that regard. I think that the reality of that is is, is it's never it's not going to be clean. You're not going to know. Guys aren't going to know when you get in the real world. No one taught unless you were in finance you didn't learn to do taxes you had to figure it out and you probably made some mistakes early on and maybe hired the wrong guy or studied the wrong deal and you had to figure it out on the run i think all that goes back to is you probably had a better chance of surviving that new stage in life or whatever it may be when your education and something in your background has given you the tools to do that and that's what's going to be pivotal in these guys success in handling this there's no reason to believe they're armed with the, t- the tools to be able to be successful. There, there's no reason. I mean, they've never been through it. Marcus Arroyo is UNLV's head coach. All right, you go into a football season, and, and I don't know what you make of uh, preseason polls. you care? Do, do you care where you are? Do, do, does it matter to you at all? No, I've done this a long time, and we've been at the top of the polls and the bottom of the polls. It's not that, that we don't control that. You know, I think that what I like about that is you get a chance to for your football team to teach, and I think that the – the experience we've got in our, room, our, our our building right now with the experience we've got its coaches from 50 years of Power 5 experience to a decade of, of NFL experience, we're able to give them a background and perspective on that type of idea and, 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 and minimize that, neutralize that noise because when you're at the top, that's all they talk about and you can fall and you've got all these things and if you do, they're waiting. If you're at the bottom, you're at the bottom and that's all they want to talk about. That doesn't matter. We can't control that. And so teaching them the ex intrinsic motivation versus intrinsic motivation is such a pivotal part for anybody and I think that that's a perfect platform for us to springboard off and that you can't control that and that's a short-lived fire you know if I'm going to use that as a Bill Walsh used to talk about all the time and it was a mentor when I grew up I grew up in Rockland California during that and he used to talk about all the time was he he wanted to minimize the opportunities he had to tell his team extrinsic motivation pieces because he knew it was such a short fuse the internal piece of the of the, of the composition of the team or the mantra of the culture, that's what wanted, that's what was going to lo- sustain the long haul of motivating a person or a team. And so I think the same way in a lot of respects, that's just my opinion, in that I'm not going to use outside noise as the number one way to motivate my guys. I just don't think it's going to work. Nor should you. Um, your, your experience, NFL experience, Power 5, from Ole Miss to, to Oregon, under Dick Tomey at San Jose State and Wyoming and, and all the places you've been, you call this a, a startup. How does that experience help you with the startup and, and, and the staff that you've got as you go through a startup in a, in a town like this and, and, and in a league like this? I think all those stops in, in, in any coach's career, if, if you're open-minded enough to kind of see how things transpire, whether you're taking them over, starting them up, or continuing on with something in a program, if you take enough notes and you pay enough attention, they're all the same. The formulas are all they're all there. It's just how you put the equation together and, and what things you can do to, to manipulate growth, right? And so I think all those stops at all those levels with all those mentors have given me a chance to really think about it holistically and not just in a tunnel, not just in a short term. 
uh, for the long haul. How do I want to make this program something that's sustainable, right? And so I don't want to band-aid everything right away. I want to, I want to be able to, to, to build it from the ground up and water the bamboo and let it grow. And, and I think that that goes into recruiting, that goes into talent acquisition, that goes into player development, that goes into scheme implementation, that goes into cultural assessment. All those things are just the way you have to do it. And it's consistent. That's the piece, too, is, is can you do it consistently over time? And I think that if you've got a good plan and it's planned out and it's organized, you can be able to look back on it and make it better each time. If you're freestyling it, I think it's hard. Marcus Arroyo is UNLV's head football coach. All right, how much you know about your football team? I don't know how much you've gotten them together. Last year is a weird way to be able to diagnose what you've got. Um, there, there's certainly a confidence to you as, you as you talk about it. How's your football team? We've grown a ton. We've grown a ton because I think that, again, we look back at the time we had together that when we, we felt like was the first time and was supposed to be the, the, the excitement, the honeymoon was crushed. We look back on that now with a different perspective and understand we got to know each other better. We got a really good glimpse behind the curtain that a lot of times you don't get to see. You know, our spring ball was six games in a way we look at it. We got to assess our roster in a live environment versus a spring ball. So there's there's an advantage there. We saw our guys in live bullets. Um, so now we move forward, and I think our team is excited about they saw now what our philosophy is and, and the places we've been in the past that's implemented here, what the weight room's like here what our strength and conditioning program, how we change that other places we've been at, change our football team, how we eat, how we teach our culture and mindset, how we do things that are a little bit off the cuff, how we do spring ball, how we do summer training, June four days a week, July three days a week, 12 player-led practices that are all organized. I mean, the the design of everything, I think, has created some excitement for our guys because they see that there's a lot of time spent it, and and then it's the same thing we've done other places that have been successful. I want to ask you about uh, Bulls and getting UNLV back to the postseason, obviously, is is a goal, not the ultimate goal. But uh, And I may have forgotten this, that your familiarity with the New Mexico Bowl. You were in the first one and I believe the, the third New Mexico Bowl with, with San Jose State and Wyoming um, with Dick Tomey. And then in one of my favorite games when, when Wyoming stopped in overtime, uh, Ryan Matthews at the goal line four times. What, what, a, what does a bowl game mean to a, to a, to a young man, to a, to a team who hasn't been there in a while because both of those situations were with groups of, of student athletes who some of them had never been to a, a bowl game and people say oh, there's too many there's not you don't have to watch but for for a young man who's never been to the postseason i don't know i've done this 15 years going on 16 it seems like it means a lot to these student athletes yeah and and just speaking on the two examples you gave both those places at those opportunities i had in my career are resounding reasons why I realize postseason is so important to a program is because they get to that spot where they feel like all their work is paid off to go to something that's that's special. Not everyone's playing. Your family's there. It's it's a it's a holiday season. You're in an environment that gets you a weekend there to have to meet new people and stay in great places and eat in some restaurants, do some fun stuff that uh, is rewarding, you know. And I think that anytime you can you can have that come after something that is so such an enormous emotional and physical investment um it means a lot i enjoyed this a lot wish you the best of luck and uh let's do this again i'll run into you some point during the season awesome thanks man we're back on the program let's get a little sit down with mark arroyo jeff gets the good ones that kind of happens when you're talented he's got so much talent (laughs) There's like a there's a rush more of like that's the we call it the varsity yeah. in our program. There's a varsity of like talk radio talent in town. 
And I don't care like what your format is. I don't care what your agenda is. I don't care what your call letters are. Justin Bieta is going to make the list every time. He's the top of the totem pole, if you will. Yes. If I could stand in the shadow of that totem pole and scream up at it, then I would sit in well on the opening drive today. That's, that's the thing that you often do on yeah. your front porch. Just yell. I wave my, I shake my hand at the Sandia Mountains. Yep. Yelling at clouds from your front porch. And I'm not from here, so I'm regularly telling everyone else that's not from here. I say, you know it means watermelon. <laughs> NBA talk. You want to go Lakers or Bulls first? Uh, let's do Lake Show. Okay. I'm going to say a player, and you tell me if they're over, under, or push 36 years old. Okay? I know this. Oh, you already know the answer. I, I know this. <laughs> Let's try it out. Carmelo Anthony. Um, Over. Yes. LeBron James. Push. Trevor Ariza. Over. Push. Ah. Marc Gasol. Over. Push. Ah. Dwight Howard. Over. Push. <laughs> They're all 36? <laughs> Wayne Ellington. Oh, I was thinking 35. I know you were. That's why I said 36. They're all over 35. Yeah, they are. Uh, okay. A little Shyamalan twist there, buddy. Dwight Howard, uh, 35, will be 36 in about five minutes. Wayne Ellington, 33. Kent Bazemore, 32. Russell Westbrook, 32. The Lakers were the oldest team in the NBA last year, and they just got older this year. I'm 36. I feel like I got my whole life ahead of me. The Lakers are so old, Bob. How old are they? <laughs> the Lakers are so old, they're going to switch their sponsorship from Nike yes. to white New Balances I like that. and ankle socks. I like that one a lot. That's how old yeah. the Lakers are now. The jersey sponsor is now AARP, Excellent. which I think is a very good sponsor. For your boys. The Lakers are so old. Yeah, how old are they? They're just going to have bowls of Werther's Originals in the uh, locker room. Nice. Yeah. The Lakers are so old. In the locker room, there's now like a, a locker for just for men. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. At least they didn't get a new sponsor called Depends. Ooh. Well, depends on how the season goes. Yeah, that's Am I right. That's what <laughs> I mean. LeBron's barbershop show now is actually like a candy cane barber pole out front. It's like it's like that's what we remember from our youth. The Lakers are so old. The sports reporters are going to walk into the locker room and be like, "LeBron, why does it smell like mothballs?" Yes, your locker room smells like mothballs. The Lakers are so old. They regularly have conversations about Blockbuster in the locker room. <laughs> you know what I miss, Carmelo? <laughs> Blockbuster. <laughs> Dude, the Lakers are so old. How old are they? The Lakers are so old that they're now sponsored by Metamucil. That's a good one. Yeah. The Lakers are so old. How old are they? For they're you? starring in The Expendables 4. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Lakers are so old. Oh, okay. That on their nights off, they're just going to go to bingo. Ooh, love that. Yeah. They do chair yoga at the YMCA. <laughs> Days off. Also, like like five, six, seven years ago, this team would have went eighty two and zero. Like in their prime, this, this team would have lost zero games. Like NBA two K ten, this would be undefeated team. 
LeBron was like, hey, you know what I really loved? Like, I don't talk about a lot. Remember, like, nine years ago at the 2012 Olympics? Mm. Let's get that squad. Let's put them on the court. I want all these guys. (laughs) Can Jason Kidd be our coach? (laughs) It'll be fun when five years from now they all go into the Hall of Fame at the exact same time. I'm, like, super excited to, like, see all the Lakers players at Denny's at 4 o'clock. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I know you guys like Larry Bird, but I'm a big fan of the early bird. So <laughs> let's get moons over Miami, guys. Am I right? We're going to Miami, more like Miami. That's what I'm talking about. It's so funny. They're not young. They're sports old. It is like when you go to the Y, though, and you're playing like pickup ball. This is that team. Everyone that touches the ball, you're like, shooter, shooter. Like, that's a jump shot right there. He's calling glass. Because that's how old this team is. They're going to win the ship. I'm telling you. And they're going to have to like bubble wrap it because there's no way they can hold it without shaking. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for a Lakers-Bulls championship. That would be fun. I'm about that life. That would be so fun. I think the NBA probably wants Lakers-Nets. Your two biggest markets going head-to-head. Your two biggest players going head-to-head. I recognize that. Yeah. The Bulls would be sweet, too. The Bulls would be super sweet. They got some serious improvements. Well, everything that goes in, DeMar DeRozan, Chicago Bull. Zach Levine, Chicago Bull. Yeah. Lonzo Ball, Chicago Bull. Nikola Bulsevic, (laughs) Chicago Bull. Vujicic? Go fish. All can play. I think they're like one piece away. They'll get it. I still have them third. No, I have them fourth. Nets, Bucks, Sixers, then probably these Bulls. Miami Heat. You know what's weird? I always picture the Miami Heat being in the West. I don't know why. Because they're so far east. They're the best. Hey, the best is Steph Curry, who signed his second $200 million contract. P-A-I-D, paid. Who deserves it more than Steph Curry? Your father, Jimmy Butler. Oh. Your dad, Jimmy Butler, signed for $184 million. See, Jimmy Butler to me seems like Tom Brady-esque, because he, historically he used to be pay cut guy. Yeah. Right? He'll take a pay cut to go to the right team. He'll take a pay cut to suck somebody in. He a max guy now. He got max. I'm going to skip the guy in Oklahoma City because I don't care about that. Chris Paul to the Suns, or re-signs with the Suns. Bucks That's a 20, great deal for Chris Paul. 120 mil, and you're about to be a Laker in 10 minutes. Mm. Also old. Kyle Lowry, he was signed at the Heat, 90 mil. They're not going to have any money in Miami if they want to do something. That was, got, a, that was a good get for Dun- the Heat. Duncan Robinson, 90 mil, also with the Heat. I'm not a Duncan Robinson guy. He's an above-average NBA player, right? I agree. He could do everything on the court. I agree. He'll help your team win. I would never be in a position where I'm like, no, you're wrong. P.J. Tucker to the Heat, 15 mil. That's a smart pickup. Defensive specialist. I'm in on one-year deals. I'm a big fan of one-year deals. The Lakers are going to do that, but they're going to get a lot of like um, 
who who are the Lakers going to coax out of retirement to join their team? Like, is Ray Allen about to be a Laker? I think Phil Rivers. <laughs> Philip Rivers, the football quarterback. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is going to play on the Lakers this year. Going to coax him out of retirement. Nerland Noel's to the Knicks. He's going to. I think the Knicks are underrated. I like their coach. The Derrick Rose to the Knicks. If he's got any knees left. If he's got it left, you want him. I'm surprised D Rose isn't on the Lakers. That would be a perfect Lakers. Yeah, I am too. Evan They'll pick him up at the trade deadline. Fournier, he went to the Knicks. There's a lot of talent out there in the league right now. There's more talent than ever. I saw the numbers are down. Do you see that you see that people aren't tuning in the way that they were? Well I think they're they're finally going back to life, right? They can't watch every game. I think well and I think that's the thing too, because like summer league has started. Like the NBA championship was five minutes ago. Right. The summer league is currently going on. What? Can I get a break? The NBA is not giving me a break since they came back in the bubble. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's why it's COVID in the bubble that pushed yeah. everything back a few months. Starting next year, they'll be back on their original yeah. schedule. The bubble, two days off, season, Olympics, summer league, season. Bonkers. Bonkers. They don't deserve the money. Yes, they do. The only person who works that hard is on the other side of this glass right now. Oh, that's Bob. Shout out out to Bob. It's not the traditional sports talk show you're accustomed to. It's sports adjacent, Bob. Yeah. I'm not going to cry a river for these handsome millionaire athletes. Please don't. Who get to play a game. Like, oh, wow. You want a Weineken to wash down those French cries? Here's the thing about, quote-unquote, playing the game. It's their entire existence. It's their life. Sure. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, nutritionist, gym, workout, mental health, therapy, chiropractor, physical trainer. Hey, Chris, you want to go play some basketball in Tokyo instead of Milwaukee? No, dog. Let's go. (laughs) Get on a plane. Let's go to Tokyo. Yeah. What do I got to do? Hang on in a hotel room for two weeks? Psh, did it for a whole year last year. No big Sweet. deal. Yeah. We got practice. <laughs> and talking you know, about the game. You know how good your boy is at PS5? Oh, my God. He got to be so good. So good. I like the Chicago team. I like the LA team. Obviously, the Bucks are still the Bucks. I like what Chicago and New York are doing. It seems like they're building teams, not just grabbing the biggest star they can like Carmelo, like Carmelo Anthony <laughs> or stealing Anthony Davis and then stealing Carmelo Anthony and no it seems like the the Bulls roster and the Knicks roster are formed to play season-long basketball not just grab a couple stars and then grab a few old people on minimum deals and then pay them under the table with space jam money to mess up multiples, to mess up like Herm Edwards, and to mess up like Allen Iverson, I'm not talking about the season. I'm talking about the playoffs. Playoffs? Because I don't care about the season. Now, I get the importance of getting like a top four seed. I get that. You're going to play, I guess they're going back to 82 of them. Right. You're going to play 82 of them. Go in the playoffs. Okay, cool. You want to be a top four. But for real, once you get there, you're there. I mean, the seeding has less to do with being healthy. I mean, the Lakers stumbled into what, the seven seed? Yeah. And they should have beat the Suns in the first round if they would have been healthy. Said everyone in the West. 
grab a break. We'll give you 15 minutes of the NFL and then today's varsity, the varsity of Houston Astros. Fred and Van are sitting in on the opening drive. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Had a lot of fun this morning. Only 27 of them minutes left with your boys. Flew by, buddy. Flew by. Pulling up a little clip from this Giants training camp debacle yesterday. Here it is. It's quarterback Daniel Jones. You know, both sides, there was uh, issues with people losing their cool. And, and, you know, as an offense, as a team, we got to do a better job handling that situation. What are the Giants doing? Like, what are, what are you doing, boys? We just showed up. What are you doing? It's your first day of padded practice, and you get into a fight with your own teammates? And you you trample your biggest investment in the history of your franchise, your young quarterback, who your life and death depends on. He got pinned at the bottom of a dog pile. Get out of here. Hey, this is bad. Like, hey, here's hot sports talk take. This is bad. You know, we're just really trying to, you know, like establish our dominance here and uh, blah, 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 blah. No, you're not. This is practice. I'm talking about the game. This is the problem I have with, like, NFL mentality. And I know, like, I'm a lose listener here. I'm not confused. I know the friend of the show is going to be like, what the what? But I'm telling you. Oh, we're used to it. Yeah. This is what about, like, NFL culture is poor. We got to fight after every play, and we got to scrap. And do you ever you ever watch the end of a play in the NFL? This guy's just taking like low blows. Sure. Yeah, it's it's literally dirty pool. And I don't know what team you're a fan of. But we're in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Greg Hardy, dirty, very dirty, dirty. These guys, they fight each other. What? What are you doing? You have to play football against actual competitors in six weeks. Do you have any indication how dirty Greg Hardy was? He's an MMA fighter. Yeah, and not a good one. <laughs> He's in like the bogus JV version of MMA. So Xavier McKinney on... Um, He's the Jake Paul of MMA. All right. Super sweet Jake Paul reference. So Xavier McKinney tees up on Corey Clement. I'll do it for you. Who? Yeah. Who? Who? Corey, who? Clement. Corey Clement's very good. Says who? Says what fantasy team? Me right now. <laughs> I just said it. Is he Saquon Barkley? Oh, no. No. He's not the quarterback Daniel Jones who got thrown to the bottom of a dog pile. Daniel Jones, who's been a starter for three years and I think has won a total of 16 games. And if that is true, I'm being generous. And if it's 18 games, don't at me. Hey, let's fight. You don't fight your boys. You don't fight your boys. You don't hurt your quarterback. That's why they put a bright red jersey on him in practice. It doesn't matter what team you are. Your colors don't even have to be red. It's supposed to have the opposite effect of a bull. Hey, you know what practice jersey Drew Brees had for a million years? Red. No matter what team he's on. Anyway, so these guys, they're just starting each other, just wailing. What are you doing? Same thing happens down in uh, Carolina. Big hit from a safety on uh, oh, the wide receiver. Kid broke his neck last year. On the tip of my tongue. I'm totally blowing it. Doesn't matter. 
So they cut the safety. A.J. Ilb, I think, is his name. You gone. See ya. Day one of training camp. And I love how the Giants punish their players like they did it like they would have done it in like JV football. Yeah. Like made them do push-ups and wind sprints. Like I love that. I love it so much. Do you? I hate it. You got a locker room full of millionaires and they're like, no. Tappers. You're running sprints like children. They 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 reincarnate Herb Brooks <laughs> from, from the 1980 U.S. Olympic team, the head coach in the movie Miracle, famously played by, I think, Kurt Russell. I don't really I remember. I believe you're correct with Kurt Russell. That might not be correct. Go. Just, that's a whistle. Yeah, just make them run. Okay. Like, what are we doing? These are professional athletes. We're not teaching principles. We're teaching concepts. We're not teaching skills. We're teaching, like, ideas. So what are you doing here? These guys don't need to learn to dribble. So stupid. So stupid. Save it for game day, boys. Hey, and that's the thing, right? Because the defense is not going to make a big play against your Dallas Cowboys. And then they're going to come out of the field, and some offensive lineman's going to be like, oh, you're a lot tougher in practice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Punch lines for days, son. There's nothing to me that's softer than physically fighting. Well, period on that. I think, like, if you – and I get it's a gladiator sport, blah, blah, blah. I, I get all that. I don't need that. Don't at me at TalkABQ on this conversation. But if you don't have, like – the understanding, wherewithal, I don't know what word to use, to not beat up your teammates. Yeah, qu- quit fighting the person in the same colored shirt as you. You don't hear about the gang wars in between the Crips and the Crips. Can you imagine like clocking in for your shift at the all-sups and just taking a swing at the burrito guy? Yeah. It's like, no, dog, you like you on gas pumps today. Like, like why are you two fighting? And then the manager comes in with the whistle. Yeah. Wind sprints. Turn off the grease fryer. Yeah, give me in. twenty push-ups. <laughs> I know you're a big all subs guy. Love it. The doo doo paper at the all subs is like sandpaper is like more aggressive cousin. Okay, it is terrible. Don't go to the all subs. Kevin Durant cannot use the rest. No, yeah. no. He'll be out for two weeks. Hey, you know who can? The BH injury. New York Giants, they're so tough. Yeah. They beat oh, each other up. Oh, yeah. I was raised in an awesome bathroom, bro. You you know like those uh, those kids you grew up with, like that family of brothers down the street, and they all the time would beat each other up, and they'd be like, we're so tough. And you're, like, you're, not, you're actually just weird. You're dysfunctional. Yeah. You don't realize how poor of a home environment you currently have. You're not tough because your older brother takes it easy on you. <laughs> When you play fight, that's not tough. How's old Danny doing? Is Danny Jones doing okay? <laughs> we get back to today's varsity, the varsity of Houston Astros, as we put a bow on the opening drive. We've had a lot of fun thus far. Good show. 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. I was Fred Slow. You were Van Nunley. This was the opening drive. But it was like the ABQ Central slash our production company talk abq version of the opening drive correct so very fortunate we were for jeff and jj to give us the opportunity to sit in for the they them i don't i don't assume anyone's pronouns good good it is 2021 it's 2021 they can be things that start with z i don't care i would never 
presumptuously try to imitate the opening drive? No, can't. No. But Im- t- imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. That's what they say. I don't know who they is, but. Thank you to caller Dan for taking the time. Big shout out. Came Big in shout. hot. Yeah. I like that. Bob, you are top tier. You are arguably the best in the industry. You are arguably the example for the class. Is there is there like a five-star Yelp review I can leave you? Um, no. <laughs> What's the Yelp for I, producers? Yeah. I try to stay off of the anti-social media platforms. Ooh. Smart. Yeah, parlor guy. Got a parlor fan over here. No, not oh. that. What is that? <laughs> oh, that's that's the don't do that one. That's yeah, okay. No, that's no. that's a weird one. No. I wonder how many of the listeners this morning like had to check their watch real quick or check their phone. Yeah, like oh my god, it's Saturday morning. We got to get the kids to practice. <laughs> Today's varsity, the varsity of Houston Astros. Okay, so we were talking about the Astros at the Dodgers this morning. Van, you are from Houston, Texas. You are a big Astros fan. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Well, I mean, to explain really quick. To explain. This is a, a ranking segment of ours. Yes. Some call it the Rushmore. Some call them the totem pole. Some call it the varsity. We call it the varsity. We call it the varsity. Throughout the show. Yeah. And we do this every Saturday. Every single one. The last segment is always the varsity. Mm-hmm. And we will pick out a topic randomly throughout the show. Yes. And then we will rank them. That's how I feel. In our last segment. So this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. ABQ Central's varsity, sponsored by I-9 Sports. Yeah. Go ahead. You go first. Rick Ankeel is on my varsity of Houston Astros. Okay. okay. So Rick Ankeel had a cup of coffee in 2013 with the Astros, but I'm a big Rick Ankeel guy because I'm from St. Louis. There's going to be a theme here. So therefore, yeah. Rick Ankeel is on my varsity of Houston Astros. Bob, whenever you figure out Fred Stick, you, tr- you chime in, okay? <laughs> Who do you got? I am totally befuddled at the moment. Okay. Well, no, it'll it'll come together. It'll come together like butt cheeks, Bob. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Love that analogy. Uh, okay. Orbit. All right, that's a good one. Orbit is the Astros mascot. Yeah. And to me, he's top class. Yeah, he's he's near the top. Number one, you got Philly Fanatic in a tier all to himself. Mm, okay. And then number two. Fred Bird. Is ugh, not even close. All right, that hurts. Is fine. Orbit. Because not only is he great and inviting and amazing with the kids, very funny. He's been in good at Good at trolling other players and teams. I want you to Google Junction Jack. And that was the late 90s, early 2000s mascot. Yeah, you're making a good point. It is hideous. And since they moved on from Jun- Junction Jack to Orbit, been money. I'm gonna say in my varsity of mascots, a live animal is greater than mascot itself. If you have a live animal mascot, I'm more of a fan. Like the Clemson Tiger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a like a like the Georgia Bulldog. Yeah. Like I'm into that cute little stuff. Carlos Pena is on my list. I uh, played in 2013 with the Houston Astros. Really liked his career. Thought he was a go-getter. Um you might argue he was at his end of his career at that time, but I mean he played like 80 games for the boys. So I'm gonna say Carlos Pena is on my list, famous from Moneyball, Carlos Pena. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. The next on my varsity Mm -hmm. of greatest Astros of all time is center field cameraman Matt Johnson. Okay. 
He's the one who helped the Astros cheat. Yes, he in 2017. Allegedly, well, not anymore. No, he kind of he yeah, kind actually of, he kind of admitted it uh-huh. and owned up to it. I guess I should say allegedly, right? Yeah, yeah, for libel or for liable reasons. I don't want Bob getting in trouble over there. On my list is so two- the center field cameraman in the 2017 season. Yeah, is on my very smart. Of Astros. I'm going to go with the 2003 American League Championship Series standout performer Aaron Boone, who played for the Astros in 2009. I think Aaron Boone, to me, is on the varsity of Astros. Uh, went on to have a fabulous coaching career. I know he only took like a dozen at-bats in September, but just his presence, I think, really propelled that team. Now you mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. But a legitimate real answer okay. is my favorite throughout my teenage years. Fat Elvis himself. Ah, Big Puma. Big Puma. Lance Berkman. Yeah, can rake. He made lefty look hefty. Yeah, he did. That's a deep dive there. 1985 NL Cy Young winner Dwight Gooden is on my list of favorite Astros of all time. Dwight Gooden in the 2000 series or year uh, played like 20 games with the Astros. But uh, just a really talented guy. Uh, obviously went back to play with Tampa Bay after that for greener pastures. So Dwight Gooden. Okay, the number one greatest Astro of all time on my list. Ron Washington. Their trash cans. Okay, that's that's not a person. They don't have Oscar the Grouch. Greatest Astro of all time is the <sighs> trash cans. Because obviously – if you listen to a Dodgers or Yankees fan, there's no way they could have done it without that trash can. So he must be the MVP all time of the Astros. Did you know in 1989? Big it, shout out to the trash can guy. Ron Washington reached base one time for the Houston Astros, one time in his entire Astros career, and he scored then on a Craig Biggio double. How about that? Against the Expos. Managed to lose the World Series in 10 and 11. As a manager. Um, obviously, my number one Houston Astro of all time is Wild Thing, Mitch Williams. In 1994, the hard-throwing reliever uh, played for your Houston Astros. Uh, not the best, like, 20-inning career anyone's ever had with a team. It was rough. It was rough. Very rough. But Wild Thing is uh, at or near the best nickname possible for a baseball player. So I'm going to put Mitch Williams on my Rushmore of Astros, uh, slightly edging out Miguel Tejada. Which age Miguel Tejada? Uh, Who knows? The (laughs) 35-year-old or the 43-year-old? Because the Astros signed one guy, and they got a completely different guy. There's what they say, and then there's what they is. Got a full day of sports talk here on the program. This is a good one today, Van. What do you know? Would you put Kurt Schilling on the list? No, he contributed. <laughs> <laughs> I would put him on the real list, not your list. What, you don't put Vinny Castilla on the list? No. No, no, no. That's the thing about, like, the the Astros went through some years when they just brought in dudes. Like, they were, like when they were in the NL, they were kind of a joke. You missed, uh, you missed Astros legend Bobby Abreu. Ooh. Yeah. So let me make sure I got this right, Bob. So we're going to go immediately after this, Jim Rome. Then we're going to go Colin Cowherd. Then we're going to go to the sports bar. And then we're going to go to like a like a isotope. No, the isotopes are off today. Yeah. Oh, I actually have it here in front of me. Totally blew it. 
Yeah, we're satellite all night, so sports radio all night. Stick around with your station. You get more sports talk. Had a lot of fun sitting in for the opening drive. Any final words, man? Hey, check out your boys every Saturday morning right here on 95.9 FM and 610 AM, the sports animal. Good job, everyone. GG. See you on Saturday, Burke.